0: Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it, they're gonna mouth off too. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. I have Bachelor Bob Guinea here with me. Bachelor season four. What a legend. What a legend you are.
1: Oh, my mother agrees with you 100%.
0: (laughs) And America (laughs) and everyone.
1: (laughs) I don't know about that, but everyone is
0: Everyone is so excited to hear from you, Bob. Um, I have one friend when she found out that I was recording with you just goes, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like this. Is... <laughs> so apparently this is pretty major and she had a couple questions, so I will make sure to get them in. Um, okay. So I'm in Chile right now, everyone we've been having some connection issues, but we're going to really give this a go. Cause I want you to hear yes. from Bob um, and you're in New York, right? I am. And you're doing your Kathy Lee and, and who's her new uh, it's a, uh, it's going to be Hoda. Well, Kathy
1: Lee's leaving. It's going to be Hoda and... and Jenna.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, Jenna Bush Hager got the job. I'm very happy about it.
0: Honestly, why didn't you get the job? You know,
1: thank you for saying that. I think <laughs> I think it's... I think, uh, you know, me being on there every other week is probably all America can handle at this point. So, Jenna... <laughs> Uh, and Perfect. We, <laughs> we need, need
0: your advice on what is it? What men think? And it really is quite helpful. Yeah. So. The
1: guys tell all. Guys oh yeah. Tell it's all, it's yes. solid.
0: Yes. Um. So Bob, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. We don't tell all.
1: We tell almost all. So,
0: so, so you've got a long history starting with my guest from last week, Trista Sutter. Um, the and best. The best ever. And she had great things to yeah. say about you, obviously.
1: Well, wow, that's very sweet. She's the she's a gold standard, I think, and for the whole franchise, not just for the Bachelorette, but I, for the whole thing. It's I happen good. to agree
0: with you, but I'm I'm curious. Yeah. Um, who was Bob Guinea before the show? Like, why did you cast? Who casted you? Why did you want to go on? What was your story?
1: Well, you know, I think I, I, I've kind of told you this a yeah. little bit uh, before, but um, I I don't know how I ended up there. Um, I didn't, you know, I. <laughs> I didn't, uh, I never saw the thing which said, you know, hey, if you like this person for the show, send them in. I didn't see any of that stuff, and I uh, you know, I was a touring musician, you know, I signed a record deal right out of college, I played football in college, and I was a musician in college, and, um, and uh, well, I guess, what, 10 years later, or not quite, but 8 years later, I um, took a publishing advance and I bought into a mortgage company. So I was sitting behind a desk at a mortgage company and I was pretty miserable. Mm -hmm. Um, I had just had reconstructive knee surgery. I put on like 25 pounds. I was pretty miserable. And, um, I, uh, it was a a woman by the name of Lacy Pemberton, who was the casting director of the show at the time. And she had a very scruffy, scratchy voice. Uh And I thought it was, uh, a guy described this, you know, (laughs) just, uh, basically, you know, Doing a fake voice and being like, "Hey, is this Bob? We want you for the Bachelor hey, Bob. You
0: know?
1: I thought it was a joke. Yeah, I really did. And so I'm on crutches and I'm crutching around the the office and waiting to see who's going to start laughing at me. You know, and no one was laughing. I'm like, this is bizarre. <laughs> I just like, you know, look, uh, Lacey, if this is your real name, because I, I thought <laughs> choosing the name Lacey when you're calling for a show like The Bachelor was funny. And they're like, that's a great, great name, Lacey. If that's your real name, And I was like, you know, a, yeah. A lot of guys out there who would love to do this. I'm just, I don't think I'm one of them, but thanks, you know. So about a week later, she called me back, and she's like, I don't know what it is, but I just have to meet you. There's something about you that's just, I just can't get over it. So <laughs> I, they sent me a ticket. I flew out there, and it started off bad. Um, I didn't realize I was supposed supposed to be sequestered you know they, they yeah. when what a lot of the listeners might not know is when people go out to the, do this show and, and everything they sequester you a lot of times yep. away from the other people they don't want you hobnobbing with people well I'm sitting down at the pool bar having cocktails <laughs> I meet a bunch of girls we're singing journey songs at the top of our lungs doing parrot bay rum shots and out comes <laughs> a woman by the name of Sally Ann Falsano, and Sally Ann is like you idiot
0: you're not allowed to be down here <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah she literally was like uh what are you doing and I'm like, what? Oh, and I was on crutches still, so I had I had just ordered a drink. So that one of the girls I had met at the pool, who's you know there in a bikini and everything, she walks my drink over and hands it to Sally Ann. And Sally Ann's like, oh, so this is how you do this? Huh? <laughs> you just show up and you know meet bikini-clad women, sing Journey songs, and they deliver you drinks. I'm like, yeah,
0: that's, that's basically it. how it works. So
1: yeah, that was my start. And um, you know they. They asked me that day. Basically, they're like, "Would you come on the show?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll do it." And I and I honestly was looking. You know, they had a board up in the room I walked into, and it had the guys that were on there. And you know, every guy submitted a shirtless pic. And I, like course. I said, I'd never been heavier in my life. I'm like, great. You know, here I am, <laughs> in the worst shape of my life, and they want me to come on the show. But you know, it ended up being kind of a, a pretty fun experience, and Tristan and I really hit it off, and I got along great with the other guys too. Like I said, I was thirty thirty one years old, and. Everyone else on the show was probably well, not everyone, but a lot of the guys on the show were really early twenties.
0: Um, you were age appropriate, appropriate for the show.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was, and and you know it was kind of funny because uh, you know the guys that were on you know at the time anyway, they the way they handled the show because it was so new was you know you, you couldn't tell anyone what you were doing, right? Couldn't tell anyone where you were going, and basically you had to be able to be gone for a total of five to six weeks without right. any contact. And, um, and so, you know, anyone with a, a job isn't going to be able to do that. Right. <laughs> it's just not going to work <laughs> out. And so, you know, that's why every guy that goes on the show now and God bless them, they're all personal they're trainers. They're all
0: models. And and... Things where they
1: can make their own schedule. They're all models and aspiring this and aspiring that. And, right. And it's because, you know, you can't really do, you can't, you know, for example, Charlie Maher, who was the runner up on Trista's season. It was so funny. He was a financial planner. <laughs> and. Once we got to know each other, I was like, So you're a retired financial planner And he's like, What do you mean? I go I go, Well if, if, I go always be really honest with you, dude. If I have all my four oh one K with you and you just disappear for five weeks, I'm moving it. And he was like, Yeah, I had to quit my job. You know, and that became kind of one of the funny things I started picking up on with the show was I was like, oh, things aren't exactly as they seem around here. Okay, this is interesting.
0: I mean, what were the most alarming things like right off the bat to you that that surprised you the most about being on the show?
1: I got yelled at a lot in the beginning, um, you know, the very first night when you go to the mansion. Yep. And, you know, we get to meet Trista and she's stunning and I love her, you know, but I mean, we, we meet her that night and, and she's very beautiful and very sweet and very welcoming. And, but then as you know, you know, you go into the, into the house and, and, <laughs> you know, it's that, it's that first night you're waiting for about I mean, two and a half hours. You're you know? waiting and, for uh,
0: hours and hours to maybe get two minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and so I am someone who I have, I, I'm self-diagnosed, but I'm pretty confident I have ADD, so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, well, this is boring, <laughs> so I need to have some fun. So I start, you know, I'm screwing around, meeting people, making friends, you know, having cocktails, singing songs, and I'm just walking around this humongous house, and I happen to walk, walk into where all the, the waiters are, are standing, who all have IFBs and are producers. I figured yeah. that out pretty quickly, and then I, then I stumble into the back room where it's like, they
0: camera one! Oh, so you <laughs> ended up in the camera room on accident?
1: yeah yeah i ended up in a i got a lot of trouble but (laughs) you know i was like sorry guys i didn't know i wasn't supposed to be back here and then like yeah get out of here i'm like
0: "Well, hang on what's going on you know what was that room like tell me everything
1: oh it was pretty cool you know they they were i mean it was really awesome they had this kind of television bank set up and they'd be like you know cutting different camera shots and
0: right you know
1: it was really it was really neat and you know everyone's back there like you know all the big wigs are back there and so you're kind of Checking it all out. And this was the, an experiment, you know, it was the first time they had the bachelorette. So, so I was there and, you know, uh, and, and they're all on deck, you know, and I'm watching it, you know, so I went back out and started having some more fun and, you know, got yelled at the first day all the guys <laughs> moved into the mansion together because I was like, hey, guys, you know, don't talk smack on each other, man. They're all just- watching us. Yeah, you're gonna look really stupid when you go home because you're being nice to my face, but then Camera Seven just picked you up talking shit about me. (laughs) You know, and uh, it was hilarious. You know, but and it became one of those things. And and I believe all the guys did on our season. Actually, we all got along really well. We we were pretty genuine with one another, and we all got along really well to this day. Still keep in touch with several of them. You know, and which ones? um, I'm curious. uh, Well, Charlie Maher, who was the runner up, he and I are still buddies. Uh, Jamie Blythe, who Jamie was. Uh, from Chicago, former he was like played professional basketball in Europe. He and I are still really good buddies. Um, Yeah, geez, I, I run, I've run into a couple guys at different things. Like this guy that name was named Russ was a, kind of like the villain on our season. I ran into him at the Super Bowl a few years ago. Um, So that was pretty funny. But yeah, I mean, I I keep in touch with several guys. And and then, you know, then when they asked me to do The Bachelor after that, I I got just in more trouble. It was was fun. You know, it was a lot of fun.
0: Well, (laughs) before we get to your Bachelor thing, I want to I'm actually I pulled a direct quote from Trista um, about you. Are you ready? Um, well, she, she loves you. She adores you. And she said, quote, he allowed Ryan to stay back in the shadows where he was comfortable because Bob is the life of the party. He was part of the reason why Ryan and I ended up together because he let Ryan stay in the back. Do you, was that Uh, like ever something that was in your mind or you were just the life of the party and then Ryan just felt comfortable
1: that's very sweet of her to say because i know exactly how she meant it and it's true i mean ryan i was a huge fan of ryan from day one you know and um we ended up kind of bunk mates in our in when we moved when all the guys moved into the house and um you know and ryan was one of the things that i love about ryan is his he's he's a quiet unassuming guy but he's very bright and he's very smart and he's always aware, you know, and, and we just really hit it off as friends, I think kind of like a yin, a yin and a yang, you know, we were kind of like one of those guys that like, I was I was the left side and he was the right side, you know, or whatever it was, and, cool. um, you know, the two of them together was really spectacular, well, and it was, it was also one of those things where, you know when you can tell two people are really into each other, yes. and, <laughs> I mean, we could tell, you know, like I could tell, and it was also one of those things where I kind of wanted to get out of the way, you know, like... Um, I, I, know, I, I mean, there was, it was definitely a connection for Trista and I, but it was, it was more on a friend level yeah. throughout the entire time. And, um, and I always thought, wow, those two man, I mean, you know, Trista said it one night, she came back to the house and she's like, why is it when I go on a date without you, I come back and everybody, like, or when I go on a date with you, rather, I come back and everyone that's here at the house is like reading the Bible or, you know, sleeping. <laughs> And she goes, and I go on a date without you, and I come back, and everyone's passed out, throwing up, and there's beer cans on the ceiling. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, well,
0: you know, it was more of a frat house totally. when you were around.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and unapologetically, too. I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? You're dating 15 of my new best friends. Am I supposed to, like, cry? I'm like, no, we're going to have some fun. And, uh, you know, when you get back, and it'll be like, "Hey, what's up?" Like we, were, uh, Jamie Blythe and I were playing basketball one night on the we had a basketball court there, and he was, you know, former professional basketball player, and right. I was sitting there shooting hoops with him, and uh, and Trista comes for the date, and. Uh, Jamie and I are still down playing basketball and she comes over and she's like, Hey guys, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt your game and she looks absolutely stunning. And we're both like, Oh hey Tristan, have fun tonight <laughs> you know And it was one of those things where we were kinda of like we didn't know what we were supposed to do and we didn't know what the right reaction was, but we knew we really liked her and you know, and but yeah, I mean for her and Ryan it was one of those things where, you know, especially towards the end of the, the, the series the our season. Yeah you could really tell that they were, you know. you were, you were like, top five,
0: right. right? Top six or something like that?
1: Yeah, I was one of the last last guys left. Yeah, it was right before hometowns. I went home. Jamie and I both did. So we were five and six. They had six of us left. There you go. Two of us went home. And have we um, for
0: a long time.
1: Yeah. But I will say, like, it was one of those things, too, where, you know, then you're hoping, oh, my God, man, I hope she makes the right choice. Yeah. You know, I hope she chooses Ryan because, you know, I, I, w- one of the things a lot of people don't know about Ryan Sutter is, you know, Ryan was a firefighter on right. the show, right? Because everyone has – they want to keep you pretty one-dimensional when you're on those shows because they can't fit so much stuff and you have a little Chiron on the lower third of the screen there. But, you know, firefighter fit really well in there. But one of the things that, you know, a lot of people didn't know about him was he was a professional football player. He played for the Baltimore Ravens and never talked about it, ever. (laughs) And it's like, you know, and that's what I loved about him. was like, I love people that you find out, you, you can know them for a few years and you find out something you never knew and you're like, why didn't you tell me that?
0: Like, I don't know, I just, you know, it never came up. Well, and like, truly a guy who was there for the right reasons, you know?
1: Without question. Yeah, he wasn't there to promote anything. He wasn't there to try and, you know, uh, turn that into something else. He was there to meet her, and she would find out these wonderful things about him if they got that far, you know? And thankfully, they did. And it really set the bar. I mean, put the show aside. Thankfully, they did for each other, because they have a beautiful family, and they're incredible together. And I really have a lot of love and respect for both of them, but... Uh, on top of it, they also set the bar for the show. I and mean, that show would not be on the air today if those two did not get married. It's absolutely true. They just true. wouldn't. Yeah. There'd be nothing to believe in. And, so, and you know, from a perspective, if you believe in it.
0: Something I talked about with Trista and I briefly talked about it with you was um, that she didn't kiss many guys, you included, right? I mean, you might have pecked.
1: I didn't kiss her, no. We we had a little peck on the cheek or whatever. I, think we, I don't even think we ever pecked. She was not. Uh, sampling the goods she by any was means. Not and, um, sampling.
0: Did any of the guys no. ever express like worry that sh- she hadn't kissed them yet or anything like that? You know,
1: not that I recall because we were actually like guys then. You okay. know, like yes. now guys, the guys on the show when you watch, they'll be like, they're, they're first horrible. To kiss her? But yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we weren't doing that. And we all, like, I mean, I remember saying a, a direct quote, like, I'll never forget this. We went on a date a group date to a beach. And then in the, in Tristan will probably remember this if you ever uh, have another conversation with her about mm-hmm. it, but it was pretty hysterical. And I don't even know if I ever told her this part of the story, but so we go on this group date on the beach and, and they have like a buried, uh, steamed, like uh, clams and stuff like that where you, you know, it's buried under the sand and you pull it out and it's been cooking all day and it's like a clam bake type of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, is allergic to shellfish. So they, you know, she's, She's on this date, and basically, you know, I don't know if they did it to mess with her or what, but it's like, you know, I'm sure they probably knew she was allergic to shellfish, but here we are having a clam bake. <laughs> so one of the producers pulls me aside, and he's got two beers in his hand, and he goes, hey, come here, I'm going to give you a little help. Uh, he hands me the two beers. He's like, Trista really wants to kiss you. So it would probably be in your best interest to take a walk down the beach, pull her away, and see if she wants to go for a walk oh, and give her a kiss. I go, and, I, and I'm sitting there, and, you know, maybe it was because I was older. I don't know. But I go, so do let me get this straight. Trista came up to you and said, "Man, I really want to kiss Bob today." And he goes, "He goes, yeah." I go, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah." I go, "On her date with a clam bake when she's allergic to shit, I just want to go on a." And he's like, "Yeah." I go, "Yeah, I'm not doing that." And he goes, "He goes, what do you mean?" I go, "It's a group date with five guys, man." I'm like, "With all due respect, if if my sister were on the show and five dudes and one of them's trying to make out with her in front of him I would punch that dude in the face." I'm, like, I'm not doing it. And he goes, "Uh." he goes you're lost bro and i'm like yeah i guess it must be so i walk away and i now i now i'm getting in my own head right i'm thinking man if she really did somehow indicate that she felt like she wanted to get to know me but i know she didn't say she wanted to kiss me in front of a bunch of dudes right but if she somehow you know then i i wanted her to know that that you know i i definitely you know
0: wanted wouldn't her want her, her to think i'm her. not
1: interested in her yeah. but this is, just <laughs> isn't the right setting so we get into the car to go home and and uh and I said, hey, Tristan, let me just say, you know, in front of all the guys, I'm like, you know, the circumstances are so weird right now, right? We're on this group date with five dudes, and this this is a weird thing. And I'm like, I don't want you to think that if someone isn't trying to kiss you or something that they're not interested. <laughs> and right then my buddy Jamie looks at me and starts shaking his head. And I'm like, and if they did try to kiss you, then that's okay, too. <laughs> <laughs> And I realized later that they they approach me. I say, "Yeah, no, I'm not. Do- I'm not doing that." Then they walk over to Jamie they and tell him the exact else. same story they just told me. <laughs> he goes out there and tries, and Trista totally tombstones him. Oh. He like leans in to kiss her, and she's like, "Yeah, no thanks."
0: <laughs> <laughs> you you <laughs> so spared yourself great. the embarrassment.
1: Oh my god! And I dumped it all on my best buddy on the show. He oh. he took it. He took it all in stride. Well, you know, what's funny was I just knew, like, I, you know, I, I got to know her, I, not to say I knew her that well at that point, right. but, you know, the person that I now know her to be, I read her right. Like, it was the right yeah. thing. She didn't want someone trying to do that, you know, and she wasn't about to just, like, totally get down with some dude on a beach in front of five other dudes watching. It wasn't <laughs> her style, you know? The, the
0: show has so. changed so much. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, you know now 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 people would turn it off but then that was ratings gold because they really that's that's how real relationships would work in, right. such, a weird, in it's such a weird environment, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought she handled herself with such class. And, you know, like, like I said, she's the gold standard, no doubt.
0: She really was. But what the, you, you say you had more of a platonic relationship. So when you did get sent home, yes. it wasn't like Heartbreak Hotel for you.
1: You know, it, it was. I mean, I wouldn't say that it wasn't. It wasn't like I went home thinking I lost out on the love of my life. I really went home thinking I made an amazing friend who I knew we would have a relationship. I knew we would have have a friendship that would continue. I, mm-hmm. I definitely knew that. Okay. But it was, you know, the initial shock of it was kind of like, wow, it's over. Right. This whole dream has been really amazing. But, man, I guess it's it's really over, you know. And, and so, yeah, I was I was definitely bummed to, to be leaving and definitely bummed to not get to know her better and definitely bummed to not still get to hang out with the guys and, and also, frankly, to be part of such a cool moment, you know. Like, it was mm-hmm. really fun and there are a lot of things I think that were kinda of like, Wow, I guess it's really over, you know, and and that part was all a bummer and, and definitely you know, it was it was there was some heartbreak, but it was it was more like I knew it was the right thing too. It was like when you tear a band aid off and you know you were supposed to take that band aid off. It's like okay, it hurt, but it's over. You know, it's, it was supposed to be over. And then, you know, then when they got together and oh my god, you know, to go to their wedding and everything was just really spectacular.
0: I mean, and it, what's interesting to me is I feel like nowadays, you know, when you get broken up with by your lead, like you don't really have contact with them in the future. Like you meet up at at meet and greets and it's really awkward. But how did you yeah. like, get, you know, connect with Trista and Ryan again after the show?
1: Well, you know, I think they kind of I don't know if it was the producers or, you know, I really don't know. Um, but when we did the... Uh, uh, after the final rose, and Trista was there, and, um, you know, Ryan wasn't. At that time, Ryan and Charlie were the, the last two, so they weren't there at that episode, but Trista was, and we reconnected, and it was just so great to see her, and, you know, and, and you know, they pulled me into a hot seat, and, you know, I I defended her, you know, and, and I, you know, if anyone who tried to take a swipe at her, I was like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, you know, it was more like let's not be, you know, catty about this. This is, you know, and, um, and we just had a relationship and, and I mean, I think in large part it was her too. You know, like she, she made an effort to let me know that she valued my friendship and, and that she and Ryan were okay with me remaining their friend. And, and so I got to be a part of all that stuff moving forward and it was really awesome.
0: That's yeah. I loved their wedding too. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Was so Great. To it watch. was, Getting fit and staying healthy is always easier said than done. But with OpenFit, it's getting a little easier to never miss a sweat session because the workouts are coming to me. OpenFit is a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day. OpenFit gets that everyone's bodies are different, so the service is all personalized to your needs with custom, original content. Classes are led by some of the most effective and engaging trainers in the world been loving the classes with Andrea Rogers, who founded Extend Bar, and I've also been seeing results from Hunter McIntyre, who's the Sports Illustrated Top 50 Fittest Athletes. With OpenFit, I'm not stressed about getting to the gym or paying for an expensive membership. I press play and workout on my schedule. There's even a 600 seconds class that burns fat and builds muscle in no time at all. You can view on your computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, and Roku anywhere, anytime, and you'll see results. Lose up to 15 pounds in just the first 30 days. Flatten your abs, shape your body, and look and feel great. OpenFit has changed the way I work out, and with my code Olivia, you can join me on your own personalized fitness journey. Again, use my code Olivia and start using OpenFit for your journey to healthy. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, my listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit, where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days when you text Olivia to 30, 30, 30. So you'll get full access to open fit, all the workouts and nutrition information, totally free. What? Again, just text Olivia to 30, 30, 30. Um, yep. how soon after all of that did bachelor conversations come about?
1: Um, man, I don't really remember. I think, you know, cause it was kind of weird cause, uh, during that whole airing of our season, Oprah and Gail, her friend Gail King, were watching the show and they just thought I was funny. So they started having me on the show a lot and I don't know, I mean, the producers had brought it up to me a couple times, like, you know, would you ever consider doing this? And I was like, yeah, right. I'm like, you know, you have, you know, Andrew Firestone who's like the, you know, the heir to the Firestone tire and wine Uh, and and, then uh then bob from detroit whose dad is a cop you know like i (laughs) so they you know oprah has me on her show and it turns into being a regular thing like i think i did her show probably 10 or 12 times between being on the bachelorette and before i was named the new bachelor and everything from cooking with her chef art smith to going out and just doing fun random things on the streets for her and you know, she really kind of took me under her wing, and it was amazing. And she—I I don't know if, if it—I don't know if it's the—it's like a chicken and the egg type story, but I don't know what came first. I don't know if she said at first, "I want Bob to be the next Bachelor," or if they approached me and said, "Would you want to be the next?" Ba-? I can't remember exactly what it was, but I will tell you when they first called me about it. Um, I said no,
0: really, and
1: oh. well, yeah, and not because of like when you hear people say no now, it's because they're holding out for money or something, right? So uh, when they first called me, I was like, no, I think I'm good. And they were like, what do you mean? And I said, I'm I'm the lovable loser from Trista's season. It's awesome. I'm like, this is the greatest (laughs) job ever. I'm like, all I hear all the time is everyone saying, oh my God, Trista should have picked you. You're so fun and nice. I'm like, once you're actually on that show, you can't win unless you either get married or end up alone. Right. You know, I'm like, and so I like the way you guys edit it. You always make it seem like it's going to be the other person. They don't do it as much now, but like when it comes down to the last two back then, it would be really heavy that it's obvious you're going to pick this other person. And so people would buy into that chemistry and then when you pick the, the other person, they're shocked and appalled and, how could this be, you know, and I was like, I don't want to be that guy either. So I'm good, you know, and um, I actually, I actually called, uh, this is going to sound crazy, but I really did. I reached out through Oprah's assistant and I was like, I'd love to talk to Oprah. And she actually called me, which yeah. was awesome. And we talked about it, you know, what are the positives of it? And I said, well, the positives are, you know, maybe I could find somebody. I don't know. Uh, You know, it, it's, this has been an awesome ride. I don't want it to end. I'm having a lot of fun. Maybe something does come of it, you know. And so ultimately I ended up deciding to do it obviously and uh and then, then you live with the fear of, uh, well, great, this is probably the last season. No one's going to watch it after me because they're going to hate the show and it's going to get canceled. So I'm going to be I'm the reason. I'm going to be like the captain of the Titanic. I'm taking it down, you know. And it's terrifying because then that's the new fear in your head is that, okay, not only am I not going to find love, but I'm also going to be the reason the show ends, you know. <laughs> you don't give your yourself mind. enough credit. So, yeah. <laughs> I was just, well, you know, there's a lot of self-doubt sometimes kicking around. I so know. you're, you know, you're like be we like, Oh God, what's next? you know. But thankfully it, it, it ended up it ended up working out. So, you know, people uh it was a really, you know, thankfully a very very well watched season and you know, people seem to really like it. And, you know, I'll end up and now it's like in its 800th year. So I guess it all worked out. Eight
0: hundred and fiftieth year. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm for curious, sure. did you get any valuable advice from like someone like Andrew Firestone or even someone like Trista before you went into filming?
1: Definitely from Trista. So, yeah, I called Trista actually. And I was like, OK, they've asked me to do it. I think I'm going to do it. Here's why, you know, um, And. Definitely from Trista. Andrew and I really didn't know each other yet. Uh, we okay. we didn't meet until um, until the premiere night of my season. Ah, okay. We had met, but not. But it was really brief, and we didn't really hang out that much. Um, now, I, I consider him a good friend, but it was like at the time, we hadn't really gotten to know each other very well yet, and so, um, yeah, I asked Trista directly. I was just like, you know, what would you recommend? Like, how did you come out of us with the, what did you know, the, say? the results that you had she was great I mean she basically was just like be you and just don't you know don't listen to the producers all the time do what you think <laughs> is right and you know and she was right because she that's what she did and you know I think ultimately for her that's why things worked out she trusted her instincts and you know she knew who she was and she didn't waver from that right. so
0: When you're wearing a tank top, you definitely want your underarms to be fresh. And even in the cold weather, when you're all bundled up and somehow still sweating, you wanna keep it clean. So that's why I use the coconut deodorant from Kopari. Kopari's coconut deodorant is aluminum-free, vegan, and doesn't contain any of that bad stuff. No GMOs, baking soda, silicones. So whether you've got sensitive skin or you just don't want crummy ingredients on your body, Kopari's deodorant offers a cleaner option that works just as well. It's made with plant based actives like sage oil and coconut oil and you're fresh all day. It's hot AF here in Chile and I'm sweating and by the time I hike to the top of a mountain my underarms still smelled good. Kopari's coconut deodorant goes on smooth, none of that sticky white residue and if coconut isn't your scent there's a fragrance free version, a beach, and a gardenia. Kopari offers a deodorant subscription so you'll never run out again. It's shipped to you as often as you choose automatically for free. And there's also a money-back guarantee, so there's no reason not to try. Go to koparibeauty.com Olivia to make the safe switch today and save $5 off your first order when you subscribe. That's kopari, K-O-P-A-R-I, beauty.com Olivia. Once again, koparibeauty.com Olivia. Um, I'm curious because you've talked about, you've made jokes that when you went on the show, you were your heaviest and whatnot. Did they put you on a diet before being the bachelor to like slim you down or what? No. Cause I remember someone, no. like, I remember a tweet saying like, where's my chubby bachelor Bob? Who is this like fit and trim Bob? <laughs> well, what
1: was funny was that, you know, like I said, I was an athlete in college. You know, I was like, I, I wasn't ever out of shape until the one period of my life when they found me and um you know it was one of those things where it was kind of like it was great the bar was set very low <laughs> so I came back in my normal shape and everyone thought I was like you know did he get gastro <laughs> bypass in the last three months and I'm like you guys I mean with all due respect man it was 20 20 pounds 18 pounds you know but it was kind of funny because it was you know all of a sudden everyone's like oh my god you know and uh I mean even to this day like I mean 15 years later I'll still, people will come up to me at least a few times a day and be like, oh my God, you're so much skinnier in person.
0: Well, the TV it's doesn't like, do any favors. I mean, the camera, as far yeah. as putting on weight.
1: Yeah, the wide angle lens. They shot me with several wide angle
0: lenses. <laughs> that was their you know, fault. They had an extra wide angle if lens. If the camera has
1: 10 pounds, they shot me with 10, 10 cameras.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Camera 7, 8, and 9. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they were all adding pounds.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm curious what you were most nervous about um, maybe night one. Was it remembering names? Uh, remembering. You mean when the... I was a bachelor? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a big one. I mean, uh, you know. And then they surprised me, and they had my mom there right, on my episode. Right? Yep. Uh, and that was that was pretty funny too, because my mom—I love my mother to death, but my mom, you know, it, she's 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 something else. You know, she's got <laughs> like the, my my personality doesn't come from uh, it's like, it not the mailman. I can <laughs> promise you that. My mom, you know, I'm a direct descendant, no question. But um, it was fun. I mean, you know, I think the biggest thing was like I, I remember saying like how do you how does everyone remember the names of who they're giving their roses right. to? Because, you know, they're, again, pulling back the veil. But, you know, as you know, it's a TV show. So you're sitting there and, you know, that first night, I think I had 20, I think I had 28 women or 29 okay. women there because I, I had a set of twins as well.
0: Oh, and, you did? Um, they were Forget like, about that. Yeah.
1: You know, you, you tell, you finally decide, okay, I'm going to choose these 15 women, right? And then they, they say, okay, great. Well here we're going to work out a camera order and we're going to come back to you so they would come back and they're like here's the, the list here's 15 women you got to memorize this list and uh, good luck and you're like wait but I have to do them in this order and they're like yeah and they're like because there's no I'm like well are you guys going to give me like an in-ear thing nope okay do the roses have the names written on them no so how am I remember the names they're like just do your best. And they're like, just do your best. I'm like, who's done the best so far? And they're like, well, Alex Michelle. Yeah. Alex Michelle was, uh, you know, a Rhodes scholar, you know, went to Harvard. He was the first bachelor. They're like, he got, uh, 12 out of 15 before he had to take a break. And, um, and they're like, and when you need to take a break, like if you forget the order, just say, excuse me. And, and walk off the stage, the women, it'll just add, drama because the women will be like oh my god he's still debating whether or not he's going to keep me it is you know you're nervous you're nervous and you're standing there and you have to you know they give you a signal and with the signal you pick up the flower and then they mm. wait and they wait as you know and then they give you another signal and then you say the name and so i mean you know it's very easy to get confused as the order as the order goes on especially as that night goes on because as you know when you're I mean, there were a few times when I got the last rows, and that's, yeah, I man, that's it too. you know, a good yep. three-hour. Yeah, yeah, I know you did. That's a good two or three hours into standing there, you know, and oh. you're like, for God's sake. And that's after a night of cocktails oh and after a whole emotional day of, you know, the whole thing. And, you know, so, yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. But I got all 15. I remembered all 15 names.
0: Well, and it's, it's, I mean, for someone who that. always, um, I, I see this question all the time. Like why, why does the lead or why does the bachelor keep the villain around? Um, I mean, you, did you have a villain on your season? I can't really. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I saw when they, they, her name was Leanne, Leanne um, yes. and she was, yeah, she was beautiful um, and I, you know truth be told first of all nine times out of ten those people aren't truly villains as right. you know yeah um, but but they're just they may have a, a, an issue with one of the other people or whatever it is um, well with with, uh, with Leanne, I believe if I'm not mistaken Lianne is the first one that said I didn't come here to make friends uh-huh. I'm almost positive she was and um, you know it was one of those things where I didn't know I didn't know that she wasn't Awesome okay. I mean first yeah. of all she was awesome but I didn't know that she wasn't getting along with the other girls and I didn't know that there was any issues at all until people started telling me about it and then I would, and then that kind of sets off the wrong buzzers in people's heads too the right. whole show is like a complete mental mind blow you know and <laughs> I remember sitting there thinking you know why are they talking smack on her like maybe maybe they're just jealous of her and you know and then then I'd talk to her and she'd be like I have no idea what they're talking about and I maybe I'm an idiot but it was convincing so I'm like okay well I, I I get it, you know, and it was very interesting to me to to get to know her on a different level and then figure it all out, but yeah, I mean, the, the villain, theoretically, if that's what they are, uh, the that person ends up staying because really the guy doesn't have a clue.
0: Doesn't know, um, that, yeah.
1: Because, you know, no, and our interaction, as you know, is so limited that 90% of the time you spend while you're on that show is with the other girls in the house or, for me, with the other guys in the house. And when you're The Bachelor, 90% of the time you're spent is by yourself. You're
0: alone. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's really brutal. During the filming of the show, the hardest part was the lack of sleep and just the... the fact that, you know, it is a bit monotonous. You know, I mean, not, not going out with different women all the time. That's pretty awesome. But, uh, <laughs> you know, coming back at the end of the date and then instead of being able to take a shower and go to bed, everyone else goes to bed and you got to sit down and give a recap of the whole date. And you know they're going to use six seconds of it, but you're talking for four hours. And, Oof. you know, and the reason why everyone uses the words amazing and journey so much is because the producers say, well, tell me, uh, how, how amazing are these women? Oh, these women are just amazing. You know, how has the journey been for you so far? Well, the journey's been, you know, we all use the same <laughs> word because we're all getting fed the same crap, you know?
0: Well, and you have to speak and, in complete sentences. Yeah. So you answer it correct the and, way you know? they lead it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You gotta, you gotta include the, uh, the question in your answer. <sighs> Yeah. So, that, that part, the downloads were hard. I mean, we, there was one night I went to Vegas. I mean, and I say this is like a hard turnaround, but it was private chat. It was awesome. Came back from that date, land at like 4.30 in the morning, have to shower and change clothes to be ready to go at 6 in the morning to go on a hot air balloon date that goes all day. And then that night, I pick one person from that to continue the date that goes into the evening. And so, I mean, there was a time, I'll, I'll never forget it, with the, with the Vegas trip and that hot air, air balloon date, where I literally didn't sleep for crazy. 40 hours or something like that. Ugh. And, uh, it was brutal. And that, so that was hard, but, but then again, you know, you're doing fun stuff and it's exciting and your adrenaline's going and you're meeting cool people and you're, you know, all fun things that you wouldn't normally do in your normal life. So it's, you know, as bad as it is because you're tired, it's still pretty awesome. Well, it was you funny
0: know. because, um, that during the fantasy suites with Tasha, um, and with Colton, um, at one point, Taysha said, "So how are you feeling when they woke up?" And Colton goes, "I'm freaking exhausted." And I was just like, "Ha ha, yeah. that's like some fourth wall shit right there." Because <laughs> that's how I'm sure right. all of y'all felt.
1: Yeah, I mean, you everyone feels that way, you know. And yeah. I think um, from that perspective, you know, his perspective on that was about as honest as you could get because, yeah. you know, you're not you are exhausted, and you and you, but you're he's also emotionally exhausted too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like one of the parts about it is you're you're going through this whole thing, and you know, especially you know, he's had a lot of, I don't know, I feel like he's had a lot of scrutiny. You know, right. a lot of it he's brought up too because he's talking about it all the time. But you know, he's had a lot of scrutiny on him with you know uh, his past, and right. you know, is are these fantasy suites going to be when he isn't a virgin is anymore and all this kind of stuff? anymore, shop. Yeah, it's like I'd be so sick of talking about it. I don't even think I could handle it. And I, I also, I mean. I couldn't imagine if my daughter was on there and being like, hey, after tonight, buddy... I'd be like, I'd bring her home immediately. Right. You know, what
0: I mean? like you are not <laughs> going to go on the nope, day you're with done. Her <laughs> this episode of Mouthing Off is brought to you by Snow Teeth Whitening, the best solution I found for noticeably whiter teeth. Snow's patented technology whitens better than anything else on the market without the need to visit a dentist or get a prescription. It self sanitizes, wirelessly charges, automatically detects the shades of your teeth, and it's water resistant. So you can whiten like I do. While while I'm in the bathtub or in the shower. Plus, Snow has red light therapy for gum health. It's safe to use on veneers, braces, and any other dental work, and results are guaranteed by Snow Teeth's industry-leading five-year warranty. Snow Teeth Whitening ships worldwide, and every order helps a child who needs dental care. For 25% off while supplies last, use the promo code OLIVIA at TrySnow.com OLIVIA. What moment from your season made you want to jump the fence?
1: Oh, that's a good question. dude, First of all, that dude has major hop. Yeah. I, jump the fence. I was blown away with his jumping skills. Um, you know, I mean, there, was definitely, there there were definitely a few moments, I think, that were kind of like, you know, um, uncomfortable, you know. Okay. Oh, but I don't know if I
0: necessarily you had never the one fence? of those moments.
1: Until, uh, well, no, you know, actually, I think the hardest moment for me was going ring shopping. <laughs> and, um, why was that? I know that probably sounds like a terrible thing to say, but, uh, well, because I was so confused and I felt like, like the the process was rushing me to make a decision, and I didn't feel comfortable with that. And so I remember I was I was mad the whole way there, and I was mm-hmm. angry. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know I don't know I don't I was feeling a bunch of different things, and um, you know I was I had I had a lot of doubt, and I was like, man, I I don't feel like I'm at the point where I should be buying a ring for someone when I'm this perplexed about it, you know, when I'm this confused. And I mean, I think that says a lot about both the women that were my final two as well. They were, you know, they were both awesome in their own right. And and I liked everything about each of them, you know? And so I was kind of like, what in the hell am I doing buying a ring? You know? And so that, that was probably my jump the fence moment. So probably different reasoning than I'm
0: jumping. I'm not buying a ring um... (laughs) for everyone who wants a replay. Um, so you pick Estella And but you don't get engaged. She got a promise ring, right?
1: Yep. Uh, Yeah. I gave her a promise ring. I said, you can, you know, maybe maybe when we get to know each other off camera away from all this stuff, we can move it over to the other hand. But right now I'm just not ready to do that.
0: And and she so, seemed pretty okay with that.
1: She she definitely seemed okay with it. You know, she she was really understanding, and I think she actually kind of agreed with it. You know, she was she's a realist. You know, I mean, even though you go on a show like that, you'd think that maybe she's not, but she really was. She was she understood that it was you know kind of a, a bunch of a dog and pony show up until that point. It was like let's see how things work when you know I'm living in Michigan and you're living in California, uh-huh. and we still have a lot to figure out. So let's just figure that out first. You know and that's what we just cho- we chose to do and you know it obviously ultimately didn't work didn't out work but out.
0: yeah was production pissed at all that you didn't want to propose or did they push you to propose at all they didn't know
1: what i was gonna do they really didn't know what i was gonna do until i did it um i mean i did talk with chris harrison a little bit about it and he you know um and chris and i are really good friends to this day and yeah um you know he was he was definitely the voice of reason for me and you know um was nice because i, I I had at that point, you know, from having been on the show originally in the Bachelorette, I'd gotten to spend time with chris and uh and at the time with his family and it was you know I got to know him, and I trusted him and so you know he was he was great he was and he and as far as I know, you know he kept our conversation to us i mean, and so I don't think the production never let on that they knew I wasn't gonna propose,
0: oh that's good, okay, with Estella, you know it didn't work out, but was there anything like did you feel like? you just got into the real world and then your dates weren't helicopters and, and freaking bungee jumping. And what was it? Yeah,
1: <laughs> You know, it was, uh, it was a few things, but I mean, I, I think one of the things most probably uh, that makes it so difficult is, you know, you have, well, I mean, for me, uh, we finished taping in July and then the, they had held the season for sweeps that year. So, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the finale didn't air until after Thanksgiving. So like Thanksgiving happened on a Thursday, and it happened that Monday after Thanksgiving. So, I mean, that's that's four, almost five months of trying to keep something quiet, trying yeah. to keep something, and never seeing each other. And so when you don't have a foundation to start with, which is tough to do, um, and we didn't get to see each other very much during that time frame, it, it just made it really difficult. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, by that point, I think the – you know, the the, the pedals had fallen off the rose, so to speak, all puns intended. Ooh. But it was sort of at that point. where, yeah. a snazzy guy. <laughs> but, you know, it was cool. We went through a rough period, you know, when we first split up. and um, But, I mean, now we have a really nice friendship. You know, like I, I met her for coffee a couple years mm. ago in San Diego. we just sat down and talked to her, and it was really nice. And it wasn't like I was trying to, you know clear the air about anything. It was more like, tell me what's going on in your life. You know, how's your mom? How's your family? Tell me what's going on. You know, it was it was really nice to catch up with her because I've always genuinely really liked her and cared about her.
0: Look at you maintaining friendships with everyone. Um, (laughs) Kumbaya. uh, uh, Kumbaya. This is obviously the thing I have to talk about. Um, Mike Fleiss's claim (laughs) that you slept with (laughs) 5.5 women from your season. (laughs) Is there truth to that statement? First of all, let
1: <laughs> I was let me just say this. So that was on what was that on uh um, twenty twenty. Yeah,
0: he said it yeah. Yep.
1: So yeah. Yeah. It was like this big special they did on the show and a lot of it, you know, I was the most recent bachelor up until that point. So um, you know, I'm sitting there uh <laughs> with my uh <laughs> you know, like I was trying to think if I was with my grandma or with my mom. <laughs> I who I was watching it with. But I was living in California at the time and um, I was going through a divorce. My ex wife and I had split up, and you know, we were uh, you talk about still being friends, we're, we're very friendly with one another, yeah. no, nice. but uh, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh my god he did not just say that I, like look at the camera that's my boy bob i'm like you've got to be kidding me <laughs> um you know i a gentleman would never discuss that so i don't. I have no idea i have no idea where that came from but and i have no idea what the 0.5 part means either i, mean, so. I
0: would that was my next question was what's the point yeah. five
1: yeah i don't know if he was referring to the fact that you know that maybe i had dated girls that were, uh, like, you know, from previous seasons after I was a bachelor, before I was a bachelor or something, I don't know where all those numbers came from because I wasn't even alone with that many people.
0: I mean, <laughs> so. I always say, like, I I don't see how there's time to sleep with 5.5 of your women.
1: Yeah, there's not. And, and, in fact, I mean, I, I can say honestly that there's – I don't believe that there's a way that that could happen, uh, you know, and, and plus, again, uh, the .5 thing, I, I'm still – I marvel at that one, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it was kind of funny. I, I, you know, when you're going through a divorce and, you know, someone says that, you're like, I don't know if I should think that's awesome or if I should be ashamed I of mean, that. But you know,
0: Fleiss is known to tweet ridiculous things, so it, I wouldn't put it past them to just make up ridiculous shit, but I kind of would be pissed if if someone said that and that followed me around, making me like the slutty bachelor. That would be annoying. Yeah,
1: yeah, That you know, I will say, I mean, I definitely am, I'm no shrinking violet when it comes to that stuff, and there was, you know, I, I, I would say that it was funny, and, you know, I, I didn't take it too personally once I got over the initial shock of it, but you know, it was... Definitely one of those things where I'm like, well, uh, I, I'm certainly not going to go through and count and try to dispel this. So I'm just going to be like, okay,
0: che- I, I, A
1: gentleman doesn't discuss. A gentleman you never know, tells. Well, <laughs> yeah, a, a, a true gentleman doesn't speak
0: of such <laughs> things. Okay, then you answered my question. Please. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, there you go. Okay, so as uh, as someone who's been The Bachelor, what changes would you make to the show um, in hopes of these couples being more successful?
1: Man, I think. Well, I think the hardest part is, you know, especially now, I feel like the show's kind of gone into a totally different direction from, I was in the kinder, gentler era, you know, so yeah. back then, um, I don't know that there was as much stirring the pot behind the scenes that I think happens now, and yeah. I don't know that there was, uh, you know, I mean, there's there's definitely, um, and there it was very rigid then, which I think now that they've become a little more flexible, like, you know, for example, you know, Andy Dorpin sending people home early, and Oh, I see. Things like that. You couldn't really do that then. We were all just following, you know, following our orders, so to speak. And even when I was a bachelor, you know, if I if I sent someone home and I, I was thinking, man, yeah, I'd kind of like to bring that person back because now I'm wondering if maybe I made a mistake. You know? Right. And it's like, nope, not doing that. You know, well, then they came up with, they'd bring people back and then other, you know, yeah. randomly every season now, someone makes a surprise return when they've been sent home and all those kind of things. That didn't happen back then. So I think some of that actually probably helps a little bit because, you know Jason Mesnick for example choosing yeah. um and, and changing his mind and 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 going with Molly I think you know that's that was something that I don't know that that could have happened when when we did it I don't know how it would have worked I mean it, I'm sure it would have but maybe no one thought of it but um I don't know like now I think I think the show's definitely become a little cheekier like watching Colton's episode the other night when you know he's <laughs> I mean this is just hilarious to me but he's taking the you know the top of the champagne and it just, yeah. it just you know <laughs> I literally, I sat, in my, I mean, I sat up in my couch and I laughed. The producers must have
0: shaken that thing a lot oh. before he got in that room. <laughs> you know
1: it. I literally started laughing so hard at that. I'm like, that yeah. is genius. It's that is whole, absolutely genius. That
0: whole, uh, that whole overnight date was so awkward to me, but hilarious. Oh. Um,
1: but not surprising the next day when she's like, well, it was like, interesting. Um, <laughs> our
0: intimacy wasn't where I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I was kind of like, okay, that yeah. makes more sense to me now. That's funny. But um, Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think the, the biggest thing obviously would just be figuring out a way to let people spend more time together and I think I think they learned that through the years and they definitely make more of an effort to do that now right. um, you know I mean I, I can say honestly I think I don't know if it was just because of our difference in schedules or what it might have been but I maybe saw uh, when, when I chose Estella maybe between that July end of that July to the beginning of December period I, I think I may have saw her I may have had a chance to see her four times mm-hmm. five, you know, so it was like hardly at all and uh, very quick, you know, like a two-day thing here or a three-day thing. And, you know, it, as, as exciting as it is, it also becomes one of those things where you have a lot of time to reflect and mm. you start – you know, poking holes in, in your own r- rationalization of yeah, things. So sure. I think maybe now letting people see each other more and doing all that has probably been really helpful because okay. the success rates go, seems to be going up, you know, it seems I mean, to be-
0: let's hope so.
1: <laughs> yeah. It can't go down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay. I want to talk about, um, your wife and your baby and yes. then a couple more questions, but, um, how did you meet your wife and you're a dad now?
1: I am a dad now. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. yeah very excited. 47 year old first time father. That's so I, great. I really planned this out. I planned it out great. So, <laughs> yeah, when everyone else retires, uh, my kid is going to college. So it'll be, you know, I'll be working till I'm 100. I'll be like the greeter at Walmart just to make sure juniors <laughs> got uh, pencils and pens. You can go. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, first of all, um, I met my wife. Um, wow. So I I, I co-hosted the show for SiriusXM for four years mm-hmm. uh, for Playboy Radio. It was a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, I was just really kind of living the life and, and wasn't interested in uh, dating anybody specifically. And, and, and um, ended up my co-host's uh, really good friend um, was this girl who was always around. And they were both named – my co-host's name was Jessica and uh, my now wife's name is Jessica. So I yeah. literally couldn't – talk to either of them and keep everyone straight so I started calling my wife Canyon which is her last name her maiden name and so it's funny because everyone thinks her name is Canyon but it's not it's actually Jessica but uh so uh we just started hanging out and, and, and it was really more friends than than anything in the beginning and then um and then we just really started clicking and it became one of those things where the more I got to know her Uh, it was like peeling the layers of the onion, you know, like uh, it was one of those things where she's totally different than pretty much anyone I've ever dated. Um, and she's definitely like, she's, she's like tough, you know, she's, she, she played soccer in college and she's, you know, she went, she ended up going to Berkeley. She's really smart, uh, just funny and has a great caustic sense of humor, which I really enjoy. And, um, Generally, you know, where I think of totally inappropriate things to say, she'll say them before I do, which That's I, great. I, I really happen to enjoy that kind of humor and, um, potty humor type of thing. And so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we started dating and, and then, uh, I, I really had kind of decided having been a divorce guy, I didn't want to get married again and, um, but saw her with, uh, my kind of, uh, adopted nieces and nephews and, you know, she was so amazing with kids and it really became a thing where I was like man I I definitely know I want to have a family and I'd like to try and do it in the in you know in a more classic conventional order so uh, we got married and um, a year later found out we were pregnant so um, and now we have our baby so we just celebrated our two-year anniversary uh, right at the um, November 11th and then we had our son December 3rd (laughs) oh Yeah,
0: baby. I
1: know. It's pretty awesome. That's crazy. And he's he's awesome, too. It's like, you know, I'm that guy now. And all my buddies, you know, a lot of my, <laughs> my buddies that are here in Seattle, it's funny, they'll be like, hey, we're going to go do this, we're going to do that. And, I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of my friends here in Seattle happen to be, you know, a couple of them happen to be, like, former pro athletes and things like that. And so it's it's always like, hey, we're going to go do this, then we're going to go do this. And they have all these plans. And I used to be all about it, man. I was at every Super Bowl. I was at every Pro Bowl. I was yep. at every this and every that and i'm like yeah i'm gonna stay in tonight you know
0: and, and do daddy duty
1: yeah i really love it man and you know they're like don't be that guy i'm like hey i am that guy uh 100 so How are you on
0: diaper guys. duty
1: yeah i love diaper duty man. i'm awesome at it <laughs> you know I, I try to be the best as i can at, at everything and uh especially in this department i was uh, lucky to have a the most amazing dad in the world. And, um, I am excited to try and be half the dad he was
0: question. Someone wrote in, which is kind of awkward, but Chelsea O'Brien, um, which former bachelorette would you take out on a date if you were not married and were not a dad?
1: (laughs) Uh, any, could they be like on any, any bachelorette, any cast, I guess
0: we can, we can throw it out there.
1: So, they could be like someone who didn't get a rose on a previous yes. season of The Bachelor sure. as well? Sure. Well, it would obviously be Olivia. Really?
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: are we kidding? Oh, obviously. Oh,
0: that's the dumbest thing you've ever said. <laughs>
1: well, like, hey, I speak the truth, man. I mean, come on. We both fly on Delta a lot. Yeah,
0: we, we know? know Delta. We're Delta boys. <laughs>
1: that's right That's right. I'm a big Delta guy <laughs> you, are. Yeah, you really
0: are no it's funny because I met Bob the first time um, in the Sky Club where I work and when I came when I moved to Seattle I was saying oh who comes through like um, from Bachelor and they all said oh Bob Guinea comes through we love him and <laughs> you just were not flying or I wasn't working when you were flying and then finally one day you walked yep. in and I was like oh my gosh <laughs> And now we've seen each other a few times. Yes, this is so exciting. Now yes. I get people on the regular saying, "Do you ever leave? Do you work every day? Like, what's <laughs> the deal?" <laughs> this was great. Um, get, let's let's. T- I don't. Your a bio on social media is that you suck at social media. But maybe let's um, let's put your social media out there. Anything that you want to push to the world?
1: Sure. Yeah, it's just at Bob Guinea for everything. Um, so B O B Guinea G U I N E. Instagram. I don't really Twitter. What I found I do now is I Instagram and then I copy my Twitter and my Facebook so it looks like I'm on everything. But um yes. yes. I don't really do much. My once my mom became more active on Facebook than I did, I dropped it. And then I still have it, so I still post things there, you know, but um yeah, mostly it's Instagram mostly for me. The Instagram. And I got made fun of last uh, a few months ago. Well I guess it had to be last month where I don't know if it was TV Guide or somebody, maybe it was Us Weekly or something, and they were uh, teasing that all, if if you look through my uh, my Instagram, you'll only see pictures of my uh, my wife, my dog, and now my child. And
0: <laughs> That's and what Instagram true. should be.
1: Yeah, it's pretty true, man. I mean, you know, I'm not huge on documenting everywhere I go, and I'm never doing videos of me doing anything. And um, but man, I sure do have a lot of pictures of my dog, my wife, and my kid.
0: <laughs> That is how social media should be. Um, and yeah. then everyone, look out for Bob giving advice on the Today Show. Really. Yeah, April second
1: will be our next. April uh, it's 2nd. The last okay. one with last one with Kathy Lee too. So, <gasps>
0: oh.
1: yeah, Kathy Lee's done on the fifth. So they're uh, God, they're having us come out. And get this, you know, here's here's a nice Delta story for you. So, I will be flying from, So my mom, my, our very first trip with our with our son is going to be to Hawaii. We're going with my mom oh, nice. and dad. And, uh, and so, uh, Canyon, myself, our son, Grayson, my mom and dad are going to go to Hawaii for a week. And then I come back on April 1st on the first flight out of, uh, the first direct flight out that day, which leaves Hawaii at like 9am, but gets in at like 10pm. And, uh, so it can't be 9am. I can't remember what time it leaves, but anyways, I get in at 10pm that night at 1035 or 1043pm. I board the red eye. The red eye to New
0: York. Oh my gosh. uh,
1: and I'm on the air the next morning. And So my wife is like, you are going to be so tired. And I'm like, you know, I am, but I'm like, it's one of those things I was, I mean, you know, like we were talking about, the bachelor was good training for this because I really is. you know, I fly all the time and I have to hit the ground running. I'll and make so sure I, to get
0: I the night do. shift and we can do some sort of dance party to keep you awake or something. Perfect. <laughs> that will be
1: awesome. Definitely
0: do that. <laughs> oh, bachelor Bob, it was so good to chat with you. I'll see you April 1st. Awesome. Um, you're in the club. I'll have the dance yes. party music ready to go for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Thanks, bit. Thank you, a little Thank you so much. On. Talk soon.